The Bible Study Podcast, episode 476. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Proverbs with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue our march through Proverbs. When we get to 16 and a half, we are halfway through, so we're almost there. Again, we get a series of Proverbs, this time 35 of them, so please be patient as we deal with them one at a time. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I don't think they're saying that foolish people are really bad at construction, but what I think they're saying is that as we build a house, as we build a life, we do it with care. And if we are careful of our actions, if we're wise with our actions, we will build things up. If we are foolish, we will probably, without intent, tear things apart, whether that be families or lives or maybe even houses. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. So upright we get here is, think about it as being just kind of open and obvious. I am the same person in private that I am in public, or that's what upright means. I don't mean that I am. I hope to be, and I try to be, but I am not always. But that's what upright means, is basically you're straight with God. You're basically doing all the right things. You don't have to be devious. You don't have to think about who is this person and who am I with them. I talk the same to you as I do behind your back about you. A fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. Again, how many times have we talked about lips and what you say? And don't, it says, lash out with pride. If we're not so prideful, if we don't think so highly of ourselves, we don't have to attack people who may have said something against us. We are protected by humility, and we're protected by watching what we say. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. From the strength of an ox comes abundant harvest. Okay, remember your oxen at this point are pulling your plow. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. You don't have to feed oxen if you don't have them. With the strength of an ox comes abundant harvest. Get oxen. I really don't know that there's a lot more to say about that one. An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. I don't think we have to ask which one God wants us to be. The mocker seeks wisdom and finds none. But knowledge comes easily to the discerning. It's interesting here saying the person who always just makes fun, the person who is just sarcastic and doesn't see any wisdom, but the person who is knowledgeable can see where there is wisdom. It's interesting thinking about having to find wisdom through discernment, that sometimes somebody may be wise, but they're hiding it, not intentionally, and that the discerning person can tell And can learn even in situations where the knowledge and the wisdom is not obvious. It's an interesting thought. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. Again, we get the lips. Again, we get the fool. And you ought to avoid them. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. We talked about fools a lot in Proverbs. We'll talk about them for another 16 chapters. But here it's talking about deception. You're trying through your words to look better than you should. You're trying through your words to talk somebody in something they shouldn't do. But it's better, it says, to be prudent, to think through things before you act. Fools mock at making amends for sin, 
but goodwill is found among the upright. This says that if we can't understand that we are sinners, that we can't understand that what we do hurts people, and we can't understand that sometimes we need to go to people and say, I was wrong. It was my fault. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I did that. It says that we are foolish. Goodwill is found among the upright, but those who can, those who can be prudent and not say the things in the first place even better, will find goodwill. The people who can not put themselves first, but can have the empathy to think about how somebody else feels, are going to be better off. Don't we know that that's true? Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. It's interesting. I I hope that that's not completely true, but it's saying that you don't know, and I don't know, how somebody else thinks. And we can't completely understand where they are. And I think about that as we talked about empathy here just a minute ago. As you're looking at someone and you're tending to want to judge them, think about the fact that you don't know what bitterness they may have. You don't know what's in their heart. And let's maybe cut them some slack. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. I love the house versus tent model here. The one who has more and it seems solid, but if you're wicked, it says you're going to lose it. And the tent of the upright will flourish. Again, this is a very common theme in Proverbs. Good to the good, bad to the bad. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. Well, let's not go that way. I think there's a reason why we talk about prudent here is that think carefully about which way you're going. Every path we're on leads somewhere. Even in laughter, the heart may ache and rejoicing may end in grief. Oh, that's a tough one, but it's true. We can laugh even on days that are the worst days. And we can have those days where we are rejoicing and yet sad. The faithless will be repaid for their ways and the good rewarded for theirs. Again, good to the good and evil to the evil. Again, one of those common themes here in Proverbs that we will get repaid for what we do. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. I am so frustrated sometimes by what people believe and what people are willing to believe without giving it some thought. And I've talked about my frustrations on this show before, but talking about that prudence to be able to say, hang on a second, does that make sense, is really important in terms of living a life with the results of wisdom. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. Hot-headed is not a great way to be secure because that's going to get you into a lot of troubles. I think of one family in particular, no names being named here, two sons, one of whom was hot-headed and tended to get into trouble, uh, tended to be the one that always got into a fight, and the other one that was not. You can feel secure because you have a black belt, you can feel secure because you can win in a fight, and yet how much more secure you are if you can avoid it, how much more secure you are if you are prudent in what you say and what you do and how you react. And to continue that theme, a quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. We know it to be true. 
there's no advantage in life of being a quick-tempered person, I think. I can't think of anybody that is quick-tempered than I think, you know, they're better off for that quick temper. Can you? The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Again, that theme, prudent, to think before you act, to think before you say, works better. Evildoers will bow down in the presence of the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. Uh, This, again, is talking about where we end up. Where is the end of the path that we're on? And does it lead to where we want to get to? The poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Again, put this in the context, as we talked about last week, of in the Old Testament, we understand that people are rich because they're blessed by God, because this otherwise sounds really weird. It's not saying you shouldn't be poor and you should be rich. Well, it is saying that. It's saying if you have a choice, you should be rich rather than poor. But remember, this is in a context of all the other things that we're supposed to do and say that are righteous, that are wise, and that are prudent. It is a sin to despise one's neighbor... But blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. It's a sin to despise one's neighbor. So it is sin is to fall short of what God expects of us, to look down on the people around us. And remember the story of the Good Samaritan, who is my neighbor? And Jesus turns that around and says, who is a good neighbor to this man? We don't get to choose our neighbors. We get to choose our reactions towards them. And we are called here in Proverbs to be kind. Do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. This is the opposite of good guys finish last. This is the Bible saying here in Proverbs that good guys finish well. A hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Mere talk leads only to poverty. Yep. I can understand that there are times that I am full of talk and there are times that I'm full of more talk than work and you just got to do the work. Talking about doing the work doesn't bring home the bacon. Talking about doing the work doesn't get anybody anything. The wealth of the wise is their crown, but the folly of fools yields folly. The wealth of the wise is their crown. You're crowning achievement, meaning that if I am wise, it will lead to good things, and that is shows my wisdom, that crowns me with wisdom in the sense that that shows, that is the result of the wisdom. And yet the other path leads somewhere else, leads to folly. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. Tell the truth. There really isn't a whole lot else to say here. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. When I think of secure fortress, I think of a mighty fortress as our God, a bulwark never failing. That the fear of the Lord leads to a trust in God where we don't, we're not trusting in anything else for our protection, but that we'll be in the hands of God who loves us. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from snares of death. Again, where does the fear of the Lord lead to? It leads to security and life. A large population is a king's glory, but without subjects, a prince is ruined. So you might think about that if you ever do happen to become a prince or a king is keep track of the subjects, keep take care of the subjects you have because without them it's just without them it's just a piece of metal on your head. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Again, how many times are we going to talk about quick-tempered versus prudent? A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. 
Have you ever had envy rot for that car, that house, that wife, that job? It rots the bones. Heart at peace gives life to the body. We can look at our situation and change it, but to just sit and envy someone else is no way to live. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Interesting. To oppress the poor shows contempt for God because God cares for them. When calamity comes, the wicked are brought down, but even in death, the righteous seek refuge in God. Even in my last breath, I should be calling on God, whether that last breath is a 99-year-old man in his deathbed or in the path of an oncoming truck, wherever I am, whatever I do, even in death, the righteous seek refuge in God. Wisdom reposes in the heart of the discerning, and even among fools, she lets herself be known. Interesting. Even among fools, wisdom lets herself be known. We talked about how wisdom is personified here, especially remember in those first few chapters in Proverbs. But that wisdom dwells with the heart of the discerning. Discerning, the ability to tell what is right and wrong, the ability to tell that that is where wisdom dwells. That's a pretty good place to be, where wisdom dwells. But even among fools, she lets herself be known that even elsewhere, wisdom is there. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin condemns any people. We are called as a nation to be righteous. We are called as a nation to be right with God. Think about all of the trouble that Israel got into when they would start worshiping other gods. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read the book of Judges, where they would remember God, and God would send a judge, and they would be good, and then they would forget God, and God would remove his protection, and somebody would come and invade them. A king delights in a wise servant, but a shameful servant arouses his fury. When we are wise, we are a benefit to our kings, or or our president, or our boss, or our family. But when we are shameful, those around us will not have the same reaction. They will be furious, shameful. When we do those things we would be embarrassed to do in public, and they become public anyway, the reaction we will get will be well-deserved and poor. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.